With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Friday edition of the North Shore Drive podcast. All offseason long, we've been getting ready for Steelers football, and it's here. Preseason football, but it's going to be a good one. We'll talk about what to expect from the offense, what are some surprise players, and we're going to do a special preseason fantasy draft between me and Brian to see who can get the most stats from the players that they pick on a fun episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Brian Batko coming at you. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here today with Brian Batko, one of our esteemed Steelers beat writers here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Remember, you can get all of our Post-Gazette content at post-gazette.com, all of our written stuff there, but you can get all of our podcast stuff on our, our podcasting apps and on YouTube. Down, like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content that comes out from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, as well as the Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast. Brian, I know you've got some other things going on in your personal life on Friday night, but it's still got to be good to like know that there's some actual football to be evaluated. And we're now we, we, won't, we don't just have to solely rely on practices and stuff like that. Yeah, I won't be in Tampa. Jerry Dulac will be there for us, but um, having a little little party for my daughter's first birthday, but obviously it's going to be on in the living room. So, it's gonna be uh, you know, it's going to end DVR, of course, but it might be a good excuse to get away from family and uh, sit in, sit in front of the TV and watch, you know, Tanner Morgan drop back and sling that thing. <laughs> Let's go. Tanny Mo. Uh, we'll, we'll get to some of the, some of those guys a little bit later here, but let's lead off with the most important thing here. And that's everyone's raring to see, what Kenny Pickett and this offense look like after a full season together, after a full offseason together, all of the, the talk we've given in training camp. I know, I know there's probably a lot of people that are like, man, I've been listening to y'all talk about this stuff. I can't get out to Latrobe because I live in California or I live wherever I can. I can't, I don't got time to go out there. And so I'm ready to see these guys do it. Brian, what is your expectations for one, how Kenny Pickett and this offense will be used in this first preseason game? And two, how you think they'll perform? Yeah, I mean, we didn't get much intel on that from Mike Tallman on Wednesday. It seemed like the conversations between him and his staff and, you know, I guess whoever else is involved in those decisions, maybe the players too, it seems like they're going to come at a later date. So hard to say. I'm, I'm not really sure. I And it seems like he might, you know, want to see a certain amount too. So it might depend on how that offense fares. But, I mean, I would think that you're going to see Kenny Pickett for a possession or two. Uh, again, if they go down and score on the first one, maybe he'll yank them like he used to do with Ben Roethlisberger back in the day. But uh, if it's if it's a little sloppy or if they go three and out, I could easily see the QB go back out there. And the other thing, too, that I'll point out, Chris, is, um, you know, the, the first team offensive line has worked almost exclusively with Kenny Pickett. But obviously, Mitch Trubisky is a pro, too. So you could see yeah. a scenario where Pickett's pulled first. 
or Najee Harris is pulled first or vice versa, but the first team offensive line stays in a little, little bit longer to get some cohesion. I think they played, uh, you know, more than the rest of the starters on offense last year in the preseason. So um, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, it's still kind of new to Mike Tomlin and company how to approach this three preseason game schedule. And uh, it'll be another data point for us going forward when we see what he does tonight. You certainly, I, I agree with you on, on that point. There's, uh, there's a lot out there that we don't know is going to be going to happen. So we can project as much as as much as we want here, what we think they might do. But it's also, you know, we got to remember this is a different time for the Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin, when he had a young Ben Roethlisberger, they operated a little bit differently. I remember there was a 2008 preseason game against the Vikings where he felt the offense hadn't done enough, and he said, "Go back out there again after the first quarter." And then they Ben Roethlisberger threw a touchdown. And he was like, "All right, now you can come off the field." I imagine it's going to be something closer to that like I don't think that uh, even if they get one touchdown in the first drive I think he wants to see Kenny Pickett process things and and go through things here a little bit now he doesn't also he also doesn't want to get anybody hurt he wants to make sure that he protects his guys because that's something the Steelers have been very mindful of after how they started last season with TJ Watt Najee Harris Alex Highsmith and a number of other guys dealing with injuries at the start of the season um, but certainly something to consider there but Brian we've seen Kenny Pickett build chemistry with all of his receivers. We've seen the offensive line kind of come together a little bit here against this Buccaneers defense, which who knows who all will be starting with it. But this is a Buccaneers team that's been a little bit depleted. They're post Tom Brady era, which means in post Super Bowl era, so that they're kind of like, you know, reeling a little bit as an organization. Do you expect this offense to actually light it up on the first drive or, or to see a touchdown or two from, from Kenny Pickett in the first team? Yeah, I think they'll come out hot. Um, you know, they've been playing well the last few days in, in camp. It seems like they're starting to click a little bit in practice. That doesn't always translate to a game. But, I mean, the, the Tampa Bay defense that, that starts out there, too, I mean, they're going to have some jitters as well. I'm sure they'll have a lot of young players, unproven guys in that lineup. So you, you should want to see a pretty efficient attack from the Steelers' offense with players who have been there and done this before, you know, really know – uh, rookies will likely feature prominently on the offense, at least not right now with Broderick Jones running on the second team. So, um, yeah, I, you know, if I had to predict, and um, it's it's hard to do that, but uh, I think they will get off to a nice start down in, in Tampa. And the other thing, too, that I'll say, Chris, I mean, I, even if you see Kenny Pickett for, say, two or three series, I, I don't think you'll see that much of Deontay Johnson or right. Najee Harris even if Isaac Samalo or Chooks Akora for they could yeah. get pulled out of the first team offensive line and you know plug in a, a Nate Herbig or something like that uh, and, and see what they've got along with the players who they might need to see a little bit more of uh, like a Dan Moore. No, I agree there. Um, what about the defensive side, real quick? Just a real quick thought here. Do we even see guys like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, or Minka Fitzpatrick? Or do those guys just, you are on the bench, you're not even being called upon. Like the most you might see is a drive with Alex Highsmith and Larry Ogunjobi, and then they get yanked, and then the rest of the guys go out there. I think it's going to be a skeleton crew on defense. I really do. Yeah. I know Mike Tomlin said all healthy players are scheduled to play, but you know he chooses his words carefully. Scheduled to play doesn't uh -huh. mean going to play. So. Right. Uh, he could easily come into that, you know, post-game presser Friday night and just say, yeah, you know, Hayward, Watt, uh, Fitzpatrick, Highsmith, they were all good enough to go. But uh, we just, you know, we wanted to see the other guys get some reps and, uh, you know, we'll we'll evaluate that decision going into the second preseason game. So 
Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll uh, break from what he did last year and and he'll, you know, mail airmail everybody into the regular season and not play them in game three of the preseason. That, that's why I said we're not entirely sure yet what Tomlin's going to do in the second year of this setup for exhibitions. He probably uh, is still trying to feel his way around that as well. And what, what he likes, what he thinks is best. And he even said on Wednesday too, it just depends on the, the group specifically and, you know, not just the experience level uh, of, of a particular unit, but maybe what he has and hasn't been able to see so far in camp from certain players. Um, so it's, you know, it'd be nice if we get one of those big long lists of who is and isn't dressed out, but I don't know that the Steelers will do it that way and might just have to rely on those eyes in the sky up there in, in the press box at Raymond James Stadium who have binoculars and are telling us who is and isn't warming up. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see to see who is and isn't warming up when Jerry Dulac's reporting that uh, at, before the game. But there's going to be a lot to process there. We're, we've talked we talked a little about guys you do know. We're going to talk about the guys that you probably don't know enough of. And whereas we do because we're at training camp all the time, we're going to break down some of the guys that maybe aren't as popular to talk about who we think will get some, some bigger roles in this first preseason game. We'll talk about that here on the other break here of the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Brian Badko from the Pittsburgh Post because that breaking things down. But first, I want to remind you, this show is sponsored by Savinas Kane and Gallucci, their mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. If you want that experience on your side, when you when you need some help, call them to get a free consultation right now at Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter, Brian Batko, breaking things down for you for, for the Steelers' first preseason game and action we see Friday night in Tampa Bay. Now, Brian, we talked about, we, we named a lot of the starters and the guys that everyone's looking for, even some of the backups like Broderick Jones, who everyone's looking for. But let's talk about some guys that maybe fans, if fans haven't been paying as much attention to the highlights of training camp, who they need to look out for. Who are some guys on offense that that, that people should keep, should should make sure that they know who their number is and that you think might poke their head out and make that make themselves seen a little bit more? Yeah, I guess we'll start with the uh, receiving core. I think Cody White has had a nice camp. I mean, he's played in games before for the Steelers, but you know we haven't seen a lot of him. He's mainly been a practice squad guy since he signed here in 2020. His dad, Sheldon White, is the team's director of pro scouting but you know if white if cody white the younger white makes this team i don't think it'll be for uh, nepotism or anything like that he's had a really strong uh string of performances in latrobe he's worked with really all three quarterbacks he's been elevated to first team reps at times when deontay johnson isn't working and alan robinson isn't working so number 15 cody white i think is somebody who could uh you know make a lot of catches and uh, and be reliable in, in these preseason games. And another one that I'll give you is uh, uh, number 82, Des mm. Fitzpatrick. I don't think he has nearly as much of a chance to make this team, but right. he's been productive and he's been uh, you know pretty steady and solid when thrown to in camp. He's a uh, undrafted guy out of Louisville. I forget which team he was with on their practice squad last year, maybe the Titans, but he was productive in college in the ACC and he's somebody else who – uh, he, you know, he could make some catches for guys like Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or Tanner Morgan, the undrafted uh, quarterback, if he gets into any of these games. 
No, I, I agree. I'm interested to see Tanner Morgan. I gotta say, Tanner Morgan has looked good in camp. Like, for, not like not like good. Like, oh yeah, he could be pushing to start someday. But like, good is in sense like. I think he kind of reminds me of like Devlin Hodges. I think more better than Devlin Hodges in training camp. Just again, I'm not saying he's lighting it up, but like he's looked like a competent fourth arm. And I can't tell you how many years we've seen a fourth arm in camp. That's just been like a dud, like no fun to watch when he's in, just, just turn around, do something else. Cause it's not going to do much, but Tanner, Tanner Morgan, like he throws, throws on the money. And I even see him like he's when other guys are, are running the offense. I see him like behind them practicing the motions, going through things, even though this man, he doesn't have a chance to make this roster. It seems like he's putting in some good effort. So I think that's refreshing to see. Let's flip to the defensive side here real quick. Who are the defensive players that people need to be watching out for that they might not know if they haven't been keeping up with camp. I think an obvious one is number 41 safety, Kenny Robinson. He's also been working with pretty much every unit. First thing, first string, second string, third string. He's been taking a lot of reps at safety because of all the injuries there. Mike Tomlin has noticed that and given him a couple of shout outs. And and not only has, you know, he hasn't just been taking up space out there in the secondary. He's, he's been picking off passes and, you know, hitting guys and talking a lot of junk. So, I mean, he's a Wilkinsburg native, a Pittsburgh guy who's, Maybe on his last chance in the NFL, uh, even though he's still relatively young, but he's, you know, he, he didn't uh, sustain with the Panthers. And, um, you know, we'll see where he goes from here, but he's put himself into the discussion for making this team. And I, that's not something that I anticipated going into camp because of how deep and experienced that they are at safety. And one other name defensively that, that I'm going to mention. Uh, it actually happens to be another local player, Nick Kwiatkowski from mm. Park. He's wearing 53. Again, kind of like Kenny Robinson, there's so many bodies in front of him at inside linebacker, but he's an eighth-year guy. I mean, he's gone through right. this NFL preseason process before with the Bears, the Raiders, the Falcons. So he could be somebody who is out there in the fourth quarter of a preseason game playing against guys who are going to be – uh, driving a UPS truck in a couple months, whereas <laughs> he's actually made some money in the NFL. So he knows yes. what he's doing. He's physically capable. He's mentally capable. Um, you know, he's, again, he's a, a, a long shot to make the Steelers at this stage of his career, but uh, maybe he'll put some good film out there for another team to be like, ah, this guy still has something left in the tank. Who's the rookie that you think will tr- attract the most positive attention uh, fr- Friday night, someone that will make the most plays or maybe have the biggest play uh, out, out there for people to talk about, whether it's a big block from Broderick Jones, an interception from Porter, a sack from Herbig or a sack from Benton or a touchdown from Washington. I would have said Herbig, but he's got that hip flexor and he hasn't been practicing uh, since he picked up that little minor injury. So I don't know if he's even going to play. He's somebody who has, I think, put himself in position to maybe be a contributor even when the real games come around uh, with how twitchy he's been uh, coming around the edge so far in camp. So that would have been my pick. Joey Porter Jr. also banged up. He's another guy who they, they might just hold him out of this, especially since he's you know basically been playing starter kind of snaps uh, with the first team defense in camp. So, you know, there aren't too many options beyond those two guys. Um, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and go out on a limb and say Keanu Benton. Uh, makes mm. a player two at D line. I mean, I think number one, um, you know, he, he could get some reps against same some lesser offensive linemen in this setting. Uh, and number two, you know, I don't think that he's been 
super noticeable in camp, but I mean, he's somebody who's done it at a high level in the Big Ten. He might be a gamer who turns it up when the lights go on, and maybe he'll uh, bull rush a center or a guard and get his you know, get a, his first kind of professional sack, even though it won't uh, be in, in the box score that counts. I feel you on that. There's going to be a lot of interesting ways to see how this how this plays out and what where where the, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers staff wants to stack their guys because they're going to, they're going to want to see certain guys a little bit more than others. They want guys to start proving themselves, but they also don't want to get anyone hurt. And they recognize they got two more preseason games after this. The second one should be the one where we see I think closer to what the Steelers at full strength will look like during the season. So uh, lots to break down there. We're going to play a fun game in the final segment here. This is Brian's idea. We're going to play some fantasy football, but we're only going to pick Steelers and we're only, and we're going to pick one per position and try to figure and try to pick out who's going to get the best stats co- coming, coming into this game. Just a fun way to discuss how we think things are going to play out here on the, on the Steelers first preseason game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris Carter, Brian Batko from the North shore drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But first, before we do anything else, I want to remind you guys, this show is sponsored by GameTime.co, the number one place to go buy tickets for your favorite events right now near you or anywhere you're going. GameTime is an app that you can download right to your phone to find events anywhere you're at, and they find you fast and easy ways to buy tickets for any events. We're talking sporting events, music events, comedy, theater, anything you could think of that's got tickets. GameTime's most likely going to find you a way to get in there. They give you killer deals on last-minute tickets with their best price guarantee that can't be beat and you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have again download the game time app today and you'll get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football games basketball games baseball games concerts comedy theater events anything like that game time is going to help you get those tickets at a great price and the game time best price guarantee means that you'll always get the best price and if you find tickets from another place at the in the same section and same row for less at the same event Game time will credit you 110% of the difference of those prices. Snap the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account by using code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase. Or go to their website, GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Brian Batko, breaking things down here. We're going to have a little bit of fun here. So this could be something that you also play along with us if you want to, if you're listening to or watching from home, uh, picking out your uh, fantasy team here. Brian, you came up with this idea, and I like this idea. We do this sometimes on the pit beat with spring game. We're picking like which you know third, second, third, and fourth string guys uh, are gonna are gonna get the most carries or get the, the big make the biggest plays. And, and this is kind of fun because much like you, a spring game, preseason football in the NFL, any any kind of action just to spice it up a little bit. You you exactly. know the game can get a little boring. We are gonna. This is gonna make it really interesting. We're gonna post this on Twitter so that people can follow along as well as far as our teams. Uh, but let's. This, like the idea here is that like if I picked Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett's probably gonna get a drive to Lucky if you get three. So like that's gonna be less than most likely a Trubisky or a Rudolph or maybe even a Tanner Morgan if he plays. So it's about strategically picking. Do you want to go for a start if you think they're just gonna have a really big play, or do you want to go for backups? Who do you think is gonna get the most opportunities to make plays? So we've decided to do this format. We're going to do one quarterback. We're each going to pick a quarterback. We're each going to pick a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and then two defensive players. So all in all, six players for each of us that we're going to play here. Brian, I have a quarter on me right here. 
All right. I'm, I'm going to flip it in the air. I want you to call it, and I'm going to – I'll, I'll see. If you get it, you can choose if you want to go first or second. Okay. Heads. It is heads. All right. Okay. So it is, your, it is your choice. Would you like the first pick, or would you like – because we're going to do a snake. So if you, get, if, you, if you get the first pick, I get the next two. All right. I'm going to give you the first pick so I can – so I can be, be on the turn a little bit here. Crap. Well, then I got uh, I hate you for doing this to me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go unconventional here. I'm going to go get Darnell Washington at oh, tight end. Okay. Because I think that he's going to get some serious targets in this game. And when we've seen him in training camp, Mike Tomlin has called him out. Like there was one day where he went like, eight times in backs on backers because Mike Tomlin just really wanted to see him block and really wanted to see him work. I think Darnell Washington, he's another guy that's played on first, second, and third team for the Steelers at different points of practice. So I just think he can get some targets. And if he just gets one touchdown ball, those are big points. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh big Mount Washington over there. What's your, what's your uh, yeah, next two picks? That That's logical. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to predict who's going to catch touchdown passes exactly. in preseason games. So, uh, I'm going to go running back here and take Anthony McFarland for a okay. couple of reasons. He's been having a good camp. Uh, yeah. he, was, he was productive last year in the preseason. He's a fourth-year guy, so he, he should be able to hit the ground running against you know some players who are fresh out of college and have never been uh, in this atmosphere. And the other thing, too, is I think there's a scarcity at running back in terms of you know, you'll be able to pick a good player when you take one, but – I don't know if I feel great about how much Najee or Jalen Warren's going to play. And after that, you know, anybody's guess who you're getting. So that's why I'm going with Anthony McFarlane there. And coming back, I am going to take – well, I don't need to take a tight end till the end now because you took Darnell Washington. So I mm-hmm. guess that wouldn't really make much sense. I'm going to take Gunnar Olszewski. I, I think he's – That's a good one. Yeah, he's – you know, I mentioned Cody White earlier, and I thought about going with him as my receiver. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but – uh, Gunner was pretty decent last year in preseason. I think he caught a touchdown. I forget who it was from, but uh, he gets open a lot. And if we're doing PPR scoring, which I hope we are, which I like we are even more. Yes, that's, that's a great pick. Yes, we are doing PPR. Oh, and, and let's explain for that so that we don't people don't think we're making. So it's it's standard scoring rules with PPR. And for defense, you get a point for a tackle, a point for a sack, a point for a pass defense, and then two points for a fumbled force, a, a two points for a fumble recovered, and two points for an interception. So uh, if and if you force and recover a fumble in the same play, that is four points for you, and has also a touchdown. If you score the defensive touchdown, then that is also six points for you there. So. Um, so the, the, that that that's our scoring table. We will try to our best to keep track of that. Uh, if Gunner runs back a kick, can I get a touchdown for that? Sure, we'll we'll throw okay. in special teams as well. That's, that, that's triple. That's triple. But it's not yards. I will not give you return yards. Right. I'll give you yes. return touchdowns. Um, but that's very fair. All right. So now I get to pick two. I'm going. I'm going to take off the court my quarterback off the board before you do. I'm going to take Mason Rudolph because I think he's going to get the entire second half. I think that Kenny and Mitch will split the first half, and then eventually Mason will go in and finish it out. And I think Tanner Tanner Morgan, you might, we might see him in the second or third game, but I don't think we're seeing him in the first game. I think they're going to let Mason run run run. The oh yeah, game. we're going to do this every week, right? So this isn't yeah. a uh, no. preseason long. Yeah, this is, no, we are. This is just week by week. We will change up. Yeah. A guy's hurt, then you know that changes everything, right? Uh, so so yeah, so Mason's my second pick here. My my third pick here. 
Ooh boy, ah man, it's tough because if if Nick Herbig wasn't hurt, he might he he went he might have been my second pick. Like I, he was he was in that range. I'm gonna go with Kenny Robinson, um, just because I think that he's gonna get some chances to make some plays. I think that he could be on a lot of different teams, and because they've been dealing with injuries at safety, they're gonna want to see more of him. And if he gets an interception and he gets like he can also make some tackles. I, I, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. So Kenny Robinson, Mason Rudolph, I have one defensive player, my tight end, my quarterback. You have a, your running back and your wide receiver. Who are your next two picks? I'm going to go with my two defensive guys here. Ooh. Number one, um, DeMarvin Leal. Ooh, I, I like that. He, I think he could easily get a sack, maybe even two. Uh, I've, I've liked his motor since the early days of camp when he was missing time with some heat-related stuff. And uh, had some trouble breathing on day uh, three or four or whatever it was. But, um, you know, they're using him a little bit as an outside linebacker, more of a stand-up pass rusher. The other day it seemed like he was almost trying to disguise himself as like an inside linebacker in, in one of their defensive packages. So uh, I think they want to see a, a decent amount out of the second-year third-round pick. And with my other defensive selection – I will take Elijah Riley, slot corner, who has also made some plays on the ball in camp. He's he's another NFL caliber guy who's been productive, and they might want to take a long look at him and what he can do at nickel. I, I like those picks there, but I like another player more. And now, at this point, it kind of doesn't matter – when we pick our guys, because now you need a quarterback and a tight end. I need uh, a running back, a wide receiver, and a defensive player. And the strategy part's out. Now it's just who do you think is going to do well, basically. Yeah. So let's let's do this now. I'm going to take the defensive lineman that I think you should have taken, and that's Isaiah Loudermilk because I've seen him perform very well in training camp over the past week and a half, maybe two weeks, and. I agree. DeMarvin Leal is is the man. I think he's the future at, for the Steelers on defense, on the defensive line. But I also think that they kind of know that, and they might pull him a little bit sooner than I'd like. But Isaiah Loudermilk, with the depth on this defensive line, I think he's going to be in a bulk of the snaps, and he has looked really good. He's been stuffing runs. He's been getting out to quarterback. He's been winning reps on the inside, the outside. They've been moving him around. He's a different player this year. So I, I'm going to take Loudermilk and Kenny Robinson as my, my two defensive players. Then I guess it doesn't matter what order I do this. So at running back, I guess I'll take Jalen Warren because I think that he has the best chance to uh, – to maybe like break a big play or, or and get more snaps. I could take Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris, like if they get in the red zone, they're going to try to give him the football and let him finish, finish the drive out. But I could see Jalen Warren also being in that position, but also getting more snaps as they try, as they tell Najee, Hey, go rest. We need you to be healthy for the season. So Jalen Warren and loud Isaiah Loudermaker, my, my two picks there. I got one pick left, but you have your final two picks right here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Connor Hayward as my tight end. That's I considered Kendrick Green, but you know, I don't know. I don't know about the volume for him <laughs> coming out of coming out of the H back spot. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go Connor Hayward. I think he'll play a lot um, relatively speaking to the rest of this group. You know, man, maybe should have gone with Rodney Williams who uh, had a, showed a nice chemistry with Trubisky and Rudolph in practice on Wednesday, but um, that's a little obscure for me. So give me give me Hayward. He also well, he could get some rushing yards too. We've seen him line up as a running yeah. back a lot in camp. And my own personal Mister Irrelevant, 
I'll go with Kenny Pickett. Uh, I don't know. If it's, I don't know if it's a good move because, like you said, Chris, he could play one series and be done. But I, I also think that you know, if he doesn't look good again, like I said, Tomlin could leave him in. So maybe I'm I'm limiting my ceiling, but I'm, but I could be giving myself a floor of like one touchdown pass with Kenny Pickett. You could be, yeah. Because as much as they like, they could want to pound it with Najee Harris, they might say, hey, Kenny, we want to see you work in the red zone there. Uh, and if he throws a touchdown, I just hope he throws it to Darnell Washington. That's what he needs to no, do. No, 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 no. The Kenny Gunnar Olszewski <laughs> stack is looking good after what he said about Gunnar on reliable. Tuesday. Yeah. Although, although Gunner said that TJ's a tight wide because he said he won't he won't scrounge he won't come up for uh for snacks for his wide receivers so that was that, that, that it seems like hey, they have a nice budding friendship that they kind of mess with each other a little bit all right so your full team is set you have Kenny Pickett at quarterback Anthony McFarland at running back Gunnar Olszewski at wide receiver Connor Hayward at tight end and your two defensive players are Demarvin Leal and Elijah Ridley. My my team so far, Mason Rudolph, Jalen Warren, missing a wide receiver, Darnell Washington at tight end, Kenny Robinson, and Isaiah Lattermuck on defense. My wide receiver is going to be Calvin Austin because I think he'll have the best chance to he, – he can also be in play for a return touchdown like Gunnar Olszewski is. I think he also has the best chance for like if they throw a screen his way, he can break it for a big play or he can get open for a seam pass that's an easy touchdown. So I'll take Calvin Austin getting, getting it here, though I think that – Gunnar Olszewski with PPR, that might be what puts him over for you against Calvin Austin. Because I think that Gunnar Olszewski will get more targets, but Calvin Austin will have the bigger explosive play potential there. So we got some interesting matchups here on our fantasy teams. Yeah, nobody picked George Pickens. Nobody picked Deontay Johnson. Maybe maybe when we do this for weeks two and three, maybe we expand it, pick a couple receivers, a couple running backs. We'll see. We'll, We're just feeling it out for This now. is experimental. Yeah, this, this is our first run at this. And also, like... The first preseason game, we have no idea how this is going to play out. The second yeah. preseason game, we will probably see significantly more of the starters. So then we will expand the rosters. We'll get more starters in there. So people, some people are like, why are you picking starters? It's because we don't think they're going to play that long. But in the second preseason game, that will change and we'll expand it there. But as I said before, Brian's team, Kenny Pickett, Anthony McFarland, Gunnar Olszewski, Connor Hayward, DeMarvin Leal, Elijah Ridley, my team, Mason Rudolph, Jalen Warren, Calvin Austin, Darnell Washington, Kenny Robinson, and Isaiah Loudermilk. I'll put this, these teams on Twitter and see, and then uh, that way we can follow along, and then we'll look at the box scores uh, Saturday morning or Friday night whenever we t- we find time to do this and see who won this matchup and we'll revisit this next week on the North Shore Drive podcast. Brian, thanks so much for playing. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Friday edition of the North I'll Shore Drive podcast. I'll up the stats, Chris. I don't know if I trust you. Oh, really? What? What? Why don't you trust me? That's messed up, Brian. That's not cool, man. I, I listen. I'm out here. I got the spreadsheet and everything. If I really want to cheat, I'd change your stuff right now. Your I name's also- on the marquee, so you you <laughs> might have a little too much. Like you, you won't let yourself lose this game. That's why I got to take another look. Listen, buddy, I'm pretty good at editing stuff. I can like edit it and make it sound. I can like get an AI voice that sounds like Brian Batko and make you say like uh, like some crazy name. Like you'll say Ben Roethlisberger, and it's like, well, that's your quarterback. Too bad you picked them. I would, but anyways, thanks again, Brian, for joining us, and thanks you to everyone for checking out the North Shore Drive podcast, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday show here at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette that breaks down all things down Pittsburgh sports, and we definitely focus on the Stillers when it's time to focus on the Stollers. But 
We'll have a lot more coming at you. We got a lot of great content. Jerry Dulac is on hand for us in Tampa Bay. So check out for his work at post-gazette.com and all the breakdowns we have there. We'll also have a post-game show, I believe, with us. It won't be us. There will be other people involved here, but we we will have post-game content for you here on the North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette stuff. So stay tuned for that. But but of course, the Steelers, after this game, they return to training camp Sunday. We'll be on hand for that as well. And then we'll give you our insights as far as how they're taking the response to their first preseason game on the Monday episode of the North Shore Drive podcast. Again, thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents, click the link below in the description.